Good morning, fellow Dolphin fan. Jason Sarni here with FinManiacs.com, and I'm, of course, here with my co-host, Jay Fiedler. Unfortunately, it is not a victory Monday. Jay, it's a normal Monday, but how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. It's a little rainy up here in New York. Uh, uh, Dolphins coming off a, a loss, but uh, you know, I woke up this morning, I got out of bed, put my pants on, and, uh, and, and I'm you know, feeling good right now physically. So, uh, uh, you know, again, tough loss, but you got to put that behind. You got to learn from it uh, and move on to the next one. And, uh, you know, that's uh, where I'm sure the Dolphins players and coaches are today as well. Exactly right. You got to have that short-term memory. And uh, you know what? You, you live to fight another day. They're six and four. And I don't know how many people really had those W's and L's to this point of the season with six wins and four losses. So let's get right into the Monday morning quarterback, Jay. You're going to talk about, obviously, a couple of plays that stood out in your mind. And you're going to start us off right off the bat with the first throw. Well, yeah, you know, so a couple of things that, you know, just want to go back to some of the things that we've talked about and, and uh, uh, you know, about what we think the offense needs to do, what they've done in the past. Uh, you know, we had a Rondé Gaston on a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we talked about starting fast. And, uh uh, talked about the the one game against the San Diego Chargers where we came out and first play of the game uh, threw a deep pass, a little stutter go to, to Rondé, and it looks like Chan dialed that same play up uh, for this one. Uh, and, and I'm going to touch on this a little bit uh, later. I actually kept the sound on uh, for the for the uh, game situation here because I want you to just listen to, to a snap count, and I'm going to touch on it later on as we talk about some of the things that, uh, that Tua needs to continue to work on in, in his development. Uh, so let me just go. Now I'm going to freeze it right there because I heard his snap count and I could feel his, you know, listen to it on the, uh, on the tape. And I was able to just stop the video right at the point where, uh, you know, just after he snapped the ball. Okay, now he's just getting the ball in his hands. And look at the jump that Bradley Chubb got off the line. Okay, he's about a yard and a half ahead of any other defensive lineman. He really timed this one up. He got a big jump. Uh, you know, I, I actually tried doing this uh, earlier. I was able to stop it when he was, you know, out of his stance and everyone else on the field was still in his stance. Uh, you know, it was just, just a little bit back. I, I can't go back frame by frame in this to show you, but, you know, this is a pretty good illustration right here. And Bradley Chubb was, you know, one of the keys to, uh, to this game uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, he wreaked havoc, havoc in the backfield. Uh, the Broncos had six sacks uh, against uh, – against the Dolphins. Dolphins didn't have any sacks. Uh, and, and I think that was really a big difference in the game yesterday was the line play both in the running game and in the passing game. Uh, uh, you know, the Broncos able to put pressure on, on Tua in the pocket. Uh, like we said, six sacks. They stuffed the running game uh, down. And on the, on the flip side, Denver's offense uh, was able to run the ball really effectively yesterday. Uh, the one-two punch of Lindsey and, and Gordon, uh, I think they each had 80-plus uh, yards, uh, and, and the Dolphins gave up almost 200 yards uh, total in, in rushing. And that was, you know, really the big difference in, in, in yesterday's game, the, the play up front, uh, both in the running and uh, game and, and in protection. Uh, but, 
you know, here we go. We're just going to uh, go back to what we talked about, uh, Dolphins starting fast. And they actually were able to start fast, as, you know, after this, uh, you know, three and out drive. They came back and, uh, you know, we'll show you in a second. Uh, they get that defensive turnover that they've been uh, been getting early in games. Um, but just uh, to focus on this play again, okay, we do have a stutter go up on on top here. You can barely see it on the uh, on the game film where he stutters and, and gets going. Right, but Tua just loses. He's not on time. He gets pressure early. He gets pushed out. I think he was looking for Parker originally, but being pushed, uh, you know, uh, off off to his left side brought him back over to to, to Grant. Uh, he looked his way. He was late on the throw. You know, just put it in a position where maybe Grant could go over the top. It was a tough throw. Uh, he wasn't on time. He wasn't, uh, uh, you know, that pressure up front from Chubb, you know, really, uh, uh, you know, put the play uh, uh, off balance there. Okay. Uh, second thing that we talked about last week that, uh, you know, we were uh, harping on was, uh, you know, to a rolling to his right. And hold on. Sorry, this wasn't the play here. I'm just going to go forward uh, a little bit uh, here. Okay, and they came out fourth or fifth play of of, uh, of the game on offense. And there we go, to a roll and right. Uh, and, and again, you know, I, I saw it last time and, and, you know, I see it again here. He just did not look comfortable rolling to his right. Now he did get pressure coming up. Uh, you know, as the linebacker comes off of coverage here and attacks him. Okay, but uh, 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 again, coming out right, you can see him kind of flinching that throw as he's about to get hit. He was looking for Grant on the sideline, and when he comes off and flinches, that ball comes low. He doesn't get it over uh, uh, Justin uh, uh, Miller, the defender. Uh, Simmons, I'm sorry, Justin Simmons, uh, the defender. And, you know, the ball ends up going right to him. And, uh, uh, you know, bad play. They got uh, a good break on the, uh, on the penalty that kept, kept the drive alive and kept them going. Okay, but this is something that Tua is going to have to, you know, continue to work on uh, in his game. Whether they continue to design rollouts uh, to him that way or whether he starts escaping the pocket uh, out to the right uh, uh, and, and has to throw on the run, uh, you know, moving to his right side. And, you know, like I said, I think that that's something you're going to continue to see from uh, defenses is as they rush, you know, even in the pocket, they're going to put pressure to his throwing side hand, uh, whether they're blitzing off of that side or, or stunting the lineman uh, to, to his left. They're going to continue to force him to escape the pocket out to his right, okay, and, and make him prove that he, could, that, that he can make those throws when he's moving to his right side. You made the point last week about that rollout to the right and the torque that, you know, it's just simple when you think about it, how hard it could be for someone like Atua, who really, as you mentioned, didn't do it all that much in Alabama healthy. Now he's just got that hip, and I don't mean to harp on it, but if you think about the stress that just rolling to the right, turning your hip, and then uncorking a, a laser – that, that's hard, and you saw it right there with the Simmons pick. Thank God it was a a flagged play on the Denver Broncos, and they got it back. But, you know, Tua's got those two picks that were taken away, so there's a lot of development that needs to happen still with Tua. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And there's there, there's plenty that uh, you know he can continue to work on. And you know, look, it, it's still his fourth start in the NFL. Uh, he's got a long ways to go. He's uh, you know he, he's got you know tremendous tool set, tremendous character, uh, you know, a tremendous feel for the game. And you know, I think he's a guy who you know is always taking coaching well, and you know he's someone that's uh, you know going to continue to do that, and continue improving on his, you know improving his game week in and week out, and and over the years uh, uh, you know through each off season that uh, he's able to continue working on phases of his game physically, uh, you know, and and also you know get to see more you know mentally and get more fluent. Uh, and running the offense and, and talking through the offense. And that's another thing I'll cover in, uh, a little bit later in the show here. Okay. Another thing I do want to point out before we get to the next clip is that, you know, we're all talking about Tua, you know, everyone on social media is worried. But, you know, got to also point out this was probably the least impressive offensive line performance. You said this game was about the trenches. And unfortunately, on both sides of the ball, you just look at the numbers. I mean, 58 four, 5.5 yards per carry for both Bronco running backs, no sacks. So, yeah, this is a team loss, but this is a Tua needing to go back to the tape and going back to figure out what he needs to do to, you know, get some offense really cooking here. Yeah, well, well no doubt about it. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about more often than not in the Monday morning quarterback here is the quarterback play. Uh, you know, something I've uh, – you know, know a little bit about, and uh, you know, we're going to continue to to talk about uh, you know what Tua can can do to to continue to, uh, progressing. Uh, you know, what the offense as a whole can do to to, to help him out in, in his progression. You know, certainly the line play has got to improve off of what they did uh, this past game. You know, both in the running game and and in the passing game. You know, they weren't able to run. You know, open open up many holes uh, in the running game too, and. You know, when when the running game gets stuffed, it, it uh, you know stops your ability to, to get into your play action passes as well, which is something that uh, you know Tua has been pretty good at uh, uh, so far this season. And when we get to this next couple of plays, uh, just something that I've been noticing around the social medias and just with all the, the people like me, you know, the armchair quarterback, you played quarterback, so your word is a lot more gold than everyone's kind of assumptions here. And I also wanted to kind of get your opinion with the, the wide receiver and the tight end separation or lack thereof. Just something that I've been seeing so much of. So with that said, Jay, why don't we get on into the next clips here? Yeah, well, that, that's a good point that, that you make. Uh, you know, and that's something, uh, you know, Denver's defense, uh, you know, they played a lot of man-to-man, -man, uh, blitzing five uh, uh, players to get pressure on Tua. Uh, and they felt that they could match up with the uh, with the Dolphin receivers across the board. Uh, you know, Bo uh, AJ Boye and and Callahan on the edges. Uh, you know, they were matched up uh, one on one for for a good portion of the game. Uh, you know, Simmons uh, uh, playing man to man against the tight ends and 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 uh, third receivers coming in. Uh, and that's a, and that's something that uh, you know, number one receivers got to do a better job of of creating that separation and. And number two, I think two has just got to find those guys a little bit quicker, uh, you know, at the point that they do make separation. Uh, uh, you know, there were a couple times I, I saw in the game where I think two had his had his uh, uh, eyes downfield a little bit too long where he had some underneath, uh, 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 you know, plays that he could have just made uh, where there was – they were getting separation, whether it was the running back coming out of the backfield or, or uh, on the short crossing routes uh, that, that they were running. Uh, that 
you know, those are the plays that if you get it in the guy's hands at the right time, you know, put it in a position where he could, you know, accelerate off the catch, they can make some big yardage on. And, uh, you know, it's something that uh, we, we hadn't seen uh, much of, but uh, something they got to continue developing uh, as, uh, as they go forward. That will come. I mean, that obviously comes with reps. So you're going to take us here to uh, the touchdown play, it looks like, setting it up to Parker. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, last thing we had talked about, uh, again, when we had uh, OG on a couple weeks ago, how much uh, Chan Gailey and, uh, and the offense loves the fade route down in the red zone. And, uh, again, they dialed it back up. Uh, another great job uh, by Parker setting up the defender, okay, stepping on his toes, giving him a little bit of inside shake. And it opens up a lane for Tua to throw a nice back shoulder pass. And tremendous job by Parker getting his feet down uh, in bounds. You can see the defender, boy, he uh, thought he was out of bounds. But uh, if you look on the replays, you can see the toe tap uh, that, that he got his right leg, uh, you know, tapped actually twice uh, before he, uh, he ended up going out of bounds. And here you see it again. I mean, tremendous body control, turning back around and gets that right foot tapped down. Uh, you know, I think here's where Boye saw that right foot coming out of bounds, but he didn't see one, two, getting him in bounds uh, before, uh, you know, before he fell out. That so, was one for this week and one for last week. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> yep, so, uh, again, great play by Parker, something, you know, you're going to see, you know, plenty more of uh, down in the red zone. Uh, it's a play that Chan always likes to dial up. Uh, when you have a big receiver, you have a guy, you know, 6'4", 6'5", on the outside with body control like that, uh, and hands can, that, that, that can go up for it. You know, if the defense is going to play one-on-one -on, -one on the outside, then they're just going to keep keep throwing that ball uh, uh, every time, every chance they get. And much like the Mac Hollins touchdown, same kind of situation. The throw was beautiful. So, you know, we'll give two of the credit where the credit's due, obviously, on a show like this. Um, if the wide receiver wasn't going to catch it, it was going to be an incomplete pass pretty much. So, you know, got to give him credit for that beautiful. You know, I've told you, my favorite play in football is the back end zone fade. Yep. A tremendous, tremendous play. And, and again, like I said, something that, uh, you know, you'll see plenty of. Uh, and, you know, next thing I want to just uh, continue talking about uh, is Tua's development uh, and, and what he can continue to do uh, to help uh, uh, move this offense forward and help him uh, out uh, when he gets into situations like, like we saw this, this past game. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, uh, the line play. We talked about, uh, you know, the six sacks. Now, one of the things that Tua has control of and that, you know, he can, uh, uh, you know, help his line out with is starting to adjust and change his snap count. Okay, and it's something that, uh, you know, if you're watching the games and you got the sound on, uh, you see, you don't see too many, uh, you know, you haven't seen it too many times uh, where defensive linemen are jumping, where he's giving the hard count, where, uh, you know, he's changing it up. And, you know, a, a, a good player like Bradley Chubb, you know, is probably watching some of the broadcast footage and, and listening to, to the snap count and trying to, you know, get a feel for it uh, so he can make that jump. And we're just going to go back to that first play. I'm going to, you know, put the sound back on again uh, and, and see if I could stop it. Whoop, missed it, missed it. 
Here we go. I'm going to try it one more time here. There you go. Wow. Okay. So again, you can see the jump that Chubb has uh, on the outside. And it was something that he was getting, you know, a good majority of the game. All right. And if you want to, you know, if you want to help a rookie tackle out here on the outside, Austin Jackson, get in a better position and not have to deal with a heavy speed rush uh, on the outside, then you can start changing up your snap count a little bit. You know, one, you know, one of the advantages this year with, uh, you know, with COVID and, and with stadiums that aren't, uh, you know, filled with, uh, with the crowd is you could do this on, at home anyway. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, going into silent counts. You know, normally, you know, when you're on the road and you're in a hostile environment and the, and the crowd gets loud, okay, these tackles aren't going to hear a snap count. So, you know, you're going to have to get into some silent counts uh, and, and that's going to, you know, automatically put them in a tough situation, okay, because the defense then has an advantage. Right now, you know, especially this year without any, any uh, heavy crowd noise, you know, the, uh, the quarterback has an advantage, you know, home and away that he could, he could uh, manipulate the defense and use his voice inflection uh, to, to, to change up the snap counts, draw the uh, uh, defenders off sides, and sometimes, you know, maybe get a free play out of it. Uh, uh, you know, they, 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 I was watching uh, uh, yesterday on the NFL uh, countdown show, you know, they were talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers and how he, you know, was able to get guys to jump and utilize that free play all the time, and he's a master at it. Uh, you know, guys like Peyton Manning use the snap count uh, uh, religiously, uh, always change it up. Uh, and it's something you see more of with the veteran guys. Uh, but, you know, it's something that, too, is going to have to continue to develop. And, you know, with an offensive, uh, offensive, a young offensive line, there are ways that you could help them out when you start getting pressure uh, uh, in the pocket and, and, and in the rush. So, uh, you know, that's something I want to see. Uh, them start to develop, changing up the snap counts, going to quick counts, uh, going to hard counts, and and utilizing his voice inflection uh, to uh, you know to continue to help his offensive linemen uh, set their you know set their uh, protections a little bit better. An intangible that you know a lot of uh, you know a lot of people just don't really <clears throat> excuse me consider you know cadence, snap count, the timing aspects of things, and it almost seems when you're breaking this down, Jay. On the defensive side, a guy like a Bradley Chubb probably said to himself, all right, I'm jumping the first play if they're going to throw. Like, I know the snap count. I've done my homework. And you're absolutely right. Tua now has to kind of go back in there and say, all right, let's watch some Aaron Rodgers tape. Let's watch some Peyton tape. Because nothing was better than Peyton Manning saying 15,000 things at the line, just probably to mess with the defense. Yeah, well, well no doubt. And part of that's going to, you know, comes back to, let me just uh, put this back on mute here. You know, part of it comes back to, you know, getting a better feel of what you're doing offensively and, you know, getting more comfortable uh, in the language, more comfortable uh, in fluency uh, of hearing a play, getting the play out, understanding exactly what's going on. And once you have that understanding and that fluency uh, in the language, you know, then it's much easier to continue to, to work on those other little things that, uh, you know, that can help manipulate a defense, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, changing your snap count and, and doing some, some silent counts to, 
you know, get a defense to show you what they're doing before a shift or, you know, whether it's uh, using the hard counts, uh, you know, to get them to jump off sides and, and, and get them a little bit hesitant uh, on their rush. Okay. And one of the things, you know, that I noticed just watching the game is, you know, uh, Chan Gailey likes uh, using these wristbands. And it's something you see a lot, uh, you know, with, with certain teams. Uh, basically, they got a play call that they send in from the sideline. Instead of sending the whole play in uh, on the headphones, uh, they'll send in a number that correlates to something on the wristband uh, that two has to look up and then, you know, get into the huddle and, and, and uh, you know, tell the uh, uh, guys in the huddle. Uh, you know, teammates in the huddle, what uh, what the play is. Now, you know, one of the things when I, uh, you know, started uh, using the wristband, and it was something that I never, never did. You know, when I was in Philadelphia my rookie year, uh, actually my second year uh, in the league when John Gruden came in, and John Gruden's offense is very wordy. It was, uh, you know, uh, it, it was like reading a novel. Uh, Did you give me a play? Getting the play at what's that? Could you give me a play? I've always wanted to ask you. I forgot a couple of shows ago. Could you give me one fun play? Oh man, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go. You know, I I I, I went through so many different offenses. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the language kind of runs together sometimes. But no uh, worries. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, trips right up short. Uh, uh, Three twenty-two uh, Y stick X uh, slant. Uh, that was Burrito just, uh, taco. That, uh, that that was a short one. That was a short one. <laughs> there were one. There were some that uh, you know between the the formations, the motions, the ships, uh, uh, the plays, the, the 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 tags for for the uh, uh, you know for the for the, for the secondary uh, uh, receivers. You know, it, it got into you know five second you know uh, 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 play call. So you know, just getting back to what I was talking talking about. You know, when I was in uh, in Philly, I was a third string quarterback, but you know, I I picked up the language you know really quickly, and I was able to understand and and uh, uh, and, and get the plays out. And one of the things that uh, John Gruden, uh, you know, because he was as the offensive coordinator, he was up in the box, and in order to shorten down the play calls, and you know, make sure you have enough time left on the play clock before you get out of the huddle. Uh, he would send the play from the box down to the play caller uh, with just the end of the end of the play without the formation. So they'd send in the uh, the personnel, and each week the personnel grouping matched up with a play call with one particular uh, formation in motion. So in order to shorten everything down, he wouldn't call the formation in motion. He'd expect us to memorize it. And I was able to, you know, to do that pretty, uh, pretty well. Uh, so he actually had me on the sideline with the headphones calling the plays into Randall Cunningham, uh, you know, rather than another coach on the sidelines with the headphones calling it in. You know, so I had the button on the side of my side of my belt. I had the headphones on. I'd get the play down from uh, from Coach Gruden with the with the formation that that was sent out, and I'd tell Randall the full play from uh, you know from formation through to to, to the play. Oh, that's great uh, stuff. Yeah. So when I you know uh, came into Miami and Chan wanted to get the uh, the wristbands in, 
you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, for him in order to, to shorten everything down rather than him calling the play, the full play, the, uh, uh, the coach on the sideline regurgitating that full play can, you know, it, it takes three, four seconds to get it out sometimes. So that's, you know, sometimes almost 10 seconds that you're running through the play clock to get, to get it from coordinator in the box down to sideline coach and out to the quarterback out on the field. So one of the ways that Coach Gailey uses shorthand is he's got the wristband here on the quarterback that every play correlates to a number. Okay, so all he does from the from the the, the coach's box upstairs is gives a number down to the coach on the sideline. The coach uh, tells the number out to Tua, and Tua looks up what number it is, and he's got the full play call out there. Uh, on his wristband that he relays to the team, so it, it cuts down the, uh, the 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 communication, uh, the amount of time that the communication relays from the box out to the field. Okay, but one of the things that it puts pressure on now is Tua has got to remember everything, and he's got to understand you know exactly what the play calls, and it's you know all in shorthand on on the wristband, uh, you know as you read it. Okay. But one of the things that I always loved was memorizing that card before going out to every single game. So, and, and the reason that I did that and made sure that I was so fluent in the language was when I got into the huddle, I wanted to look at everyone's eyes. I wanted them to see my eyes as I'm telling them to play. And I wanted to, to make sure if there's a, a, a tip or, or, you know, uh, you know, something is in the situation of a game, maybe it's, you know, third and five and we got to look out for uh, a strong side blitz or, uh, you know, it's another situation where, you know, we're expecting a certain coverage. I could then look at, you know, a, a receiver or the lineman and say, hey, look out for this, look out, look out for that uh, as soon as I make the play call. Now, you know, to again, it's his first year in the system and, you know, not expected, uh, you know, to, to be able to be as fluent as, uh, as a veteran as, uh, you know, a guy like, uh, like Fitz, okay? But as we just played, oh, sorry, hit this off. Uh, let me just go back. Okay, here he is getting the play in the huddle. He's looking at his wristband. And watch when he gets in the huddle, he's just reading it right off the card. He doesn't look at, at anyone until after he reads it, okay? Now, as he gets a little bit more fluent in this offense and as he, uh, you know, understands the language more often, you're going to start to see him look at his wristband and then get in the huddle without even reading it out, okay? And when, you, when he gets to that point, you're going to know that he's got a really good control and, and feel of, of the language and understanding of, of everything that's, uh, that's going on. And that's something you, you wouldn't expect – you know, in, in the first few weeks of uh, of a rookie to get that. Uh, but, you know, as I continue to watch him uh, play and watch the broadcast and watch, uh, you know, how he uh, manages himself on the field, that's one of the things I'm going to be looking at, you know, to, to, to indicate to me uh, how fluent he is in the full offensive scheme that Chan Gailey draws up.
this is a, a great aspect of what you bring to this, Jay, is because, you know, you're a couple of shows ago, you're talking about the physical components of what Tua needs to do, whether it's the rollout. And we saw him attempting the rollout. So the execution, that'll come, but the effort is getting there, as you predicted. And now we're talking about the communication aspects of the position, which, you know, it's not, it's not a statistical measurable. It's something, as you say, could be so valuable with even five, six, seven seconds of saving the time. And that eye communication, that nonverbal communication, you might even get – uh, the tip of a hand to a receiver who might just have those hungry eyes that knows that he can beat his man. So I'm sure there's a couple of other things in the huddle that an educated veteran type of quarterback beyond a rookie, and that'll come because two is that kind of cerebral guy. So yep. that's encouraging hearing you say things like that. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm, I'm confident that he's going to get there and uh, you know, he, he, he's an intelligent guy. He's uh, you know, a guy who puts the work in, uh, you know, so, so it'll come, but, you know, it's uh, it's really like learning a new language. So you know, you don't expect to to fly over to uh, to France and in two weeks, uh, uh, you know, talk fluently in French. Uh, you know, before getting a, a a good feel of everything that's going on, you need that experience out on the field. You need uh, uh, you know time to, to to continue to develop, whether it's uh, uh, you know your, your total understanding of what's going on mentally or you know, just the, the, the physical nature of communicating uh, as well. And, you know, part of it is, you know, getting that, you know, that, that neuro, neuro function of, you know, seeing a play on your wristband and, you know, being able to regurgitate it out, uh, uh, you know, out of your speech. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that, that's part of it. And, you know, it, not only is it something that helps him, but it also helps everyone else in the huddle. Uh, when they can look in the quarterback's eyes and see that you know exactly what's going on, that you're stepping into the huddle, you're looking them in the eye as you as you call on the play out, uh, you know. And, and then another thing, you know, as, as you do get into you know a, a, a larger crowds down the road, uh, you know, post COVID, uh, you know, you're going to have to get into the huddle, and they have to read lips a little bit. Uh, you know, when you're in the huddle, your teammates, uh, and they have to see exactly what's going on. So being able to get that eye contact uh, with your players so they can see exactly what you're saying and what you're calling out uh, uh, will help that communication flow a little bit easier as well. So who do you think, uh, whether it's quarterback coach, Brian Flores, Chan Gailey, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who might be going up to two and saying, listen, here's my suggestion, or, or maybe it's a compilation of all. Well, you know, I, I think that's something that he just, you know, it's going to come over time and it's going to continue, uh, you know, to, to develop. And that's, you know, that's in the quarterback rooms. Uh, you know, that's in watching how uh, uh, how Ryan Fitzpatrick prepares for games because uh, I'm sure, you know, Tua is getting a lot of tips in, in terms of preparation and uh, whether it's film preparation, whether it's memorization of, uh, of the game plan, going in, whether it's, you know, how you, uh, uh, you know, how you study each week, how you study, uh, you know, through, through the, the film process and through uh, uh, studying up, you know, the, the, the game notes, you know, that's something that you could pick up from a veteran like, uh, like Fitz. And I'm sure, uh, uh, you know, two is doing that week in and week out. I am excited to see what this week, happens with Tua, with the team, and how they rebound. And it's a divisional game. I know there's a, a winless team in the Jets, but what would be the number one thing that you are looking for, whether it's, you know, 
the communication aspect, the non-physical play, but what would make you the happiest in seeing what Tua could do against the Jets? If it, if it is Tua, of course. And I think that yeah. it is. Well, I, I expect that they'll go back to Tua. Obviously, you haven't made any announcements uh, yet, and uh, uh, it'll it'll create a little bit of a, uh, a, a pseudo-controversy in the media until an announcement is, is made, I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, my inclination is, uh, you know, once they made that decision to go to Tua a few weeks ago, uh, that's, a, that's a decision that, you know, I think they were prepared to stick with uh, throughout the rest of the season and, and, and allowing Tua to, to, to start. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they are in a situation where, you know, they're, uh, you know, right in the playoff hunt. So, you know, as a coach, as, uh, you know, a, 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 as a team, you know, you still want to make sure that you're putting your, your best guy out there to, uh, to, to give him a chance to, to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, but I think it's still too early right now uh, you know, in one, uh, you know, one game where, you know, they were just looking for a spark uh, at the end of the game. Uh, you know, Fitzpatrick, a guy that, uh, you know, has done well uh, early this season uh, before uh, Tua came in uh, and they and they wanted to get a little jump start. I think, you know, they were in a situation where, you know, they needed to push the ball downfield a little bit more, uh, you know, from the pocket. And that's something that, that Fitzpatrick has, uh, has been very good at, uh, uh, you know, he got him in a situation, and uh, uh, you know, on that last play, the the, the interception, they 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 had a chance to make that play, uh, and uh, you know, but uh, you know, Fitzy got him in that situation. He drove him down the field from the one yard line uh, down to the red zone to 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 get him there, and uh, uh, you know, it was kind of the spark that they needed to 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 get put into position. Uh, but I, I fully expect that they'll go back to Tua and, and continue to, to ride with him right now. Uh, you know, so the one thing I want to see uh, from Tua coming back out next week is, you know, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, he has his confidence level high, that something like this isn't going to, you know, have an effect on his psyche. And I don't expect it at all. I think he's a guy that, uh, uh, you know, has a short memory that can that can put things behind him and, uh, and keep the focus on on, on going forward. Uh, you know, he was in a, a program with Nick Saban that uh, you know uh, uh, always focuses on the process and 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 you know what's coming up next week. They don't uh, uh, they don't dwell on the past or look too far into the future. Uh, and I think Brian Flores and and Chan Gailey will have that same mentality uh, with the team this week as well. That's good to hear. It's an encouraging set of. Uh, you know, things that they need to work on this week. I do really, truly believe that. And uh, I do hope that we see those changes. And I do agree with you wholeheartedly. This is not a quarterback controversy. This is to his team. It, it is what it was at that point of the game. So during the midweek show, Jay, we're going to be doing a lot more of uh, the coaches, all 22 film breakdown. So I'm sure we're going to have a, a lot of fun in, in the next couple of days. But if there's any last minute things, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, in, in my memory as a Dolphin, uh, was a great memory. 2003 going down to Dallas, uh, putting up three touchdown uh, passes uh, to Chris Chambers and, uh, uh, and beating the Dallas Cowboys that week. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to another good Thanksgiving week. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll be back here Wednesday uh, to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving uh, uh, prior to that uh, in, in our next uh, midweek show. 
Uh, and I'm looking forward to, to getting into this uh, all 22 and really analyzing it. I'm going to break down that last uh, play, the interception uh, that, that Simmons had, uh, and some of the things that uh, you know I already saw in the broadcast uh, film uh, that, that could have been done uh, to help that play uh, ha have some success and you know, as well, go get into some of the things that we talked about uh, earlier in the show uh, of, you know, receivers being able to, to separate man-to-man -man and, and uh, you know, Tua being able to, to find those underneath guys a little bit quicker. It will come as repetition continues to go with Tua and these targets. I think that we're going to see it. And Thanksgiving 2003, what a memory. Yeah, we got a little uh, triple touchdown action with Chris Chambers and Michael Jordan, Jason Taylor flying to the end zone on a return, and me and my brother running around Plainview, Long Island uh, like crazy, <laughs> crazy kids. So this was a fun show, Jay. Appreciate it as always. A pre-happy Thanksgiving to everyone. We will be back on the midweek coaches breakdown, which everyone we're still looking for a fun name so shoot me on over a dm let me know what you got cooking and i think jay might have something fun for anybody who wins this little contest so have a great couple of days everyone fins up and we'll see you in a couple